Hello, hello. Hello. How's it going, man? Going good. Good. It's just the just the Browns right now. Just the Browns. Just the Browns. <laughs> uh, the Bakers are who knows where. But, yeah, we thought we'd do a, a quick little pod here on the finals. We were going to do a preview, but you were feeling a little ill. Yeah, getting over a little cold right now, but... Okay, summer cold, the worst. Oh, yeah. But we had, we have lots to talk about because we had such a crazy game last night. Wow, game one was absolutely insane. Yeah, so it's definitely, I mean, I think the majority of NBA fans are kind of sick of this matchup. I mean, I, I, I'll include myself in, in there too. I'll say, yeah. you know, I, I would have loved to see, you know, Houston or someone in the Any, finals. Anyone different would have been fine. Yeah, and, you know, the, the whole, like, what does it say about the league is a whole other discussion, but we're here. The finals are happening. They're really exciting, so let's talk about it. Do you want to, yeah. like, do you want to skip right to the end, or do you, do you want to kind of talk about the build-up in this? Well, I just want to start off by saying, uh, like, I was so wrong about all of the playoffs. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, and, like your predictions. Yeah. Like I, I, there's no way I could have seen Cleveland doing this. I, I understood how good LeBron was, but I just, I had no idea he was, he could do this. Mm-hmm. And it, you're not, you know, LeBron is you being a Raptors fan. He, he doesn't oh, sit yeah. well with you. I hate, I hate watching him go off, but it's so amazing to watch at the same time. Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's yeah. what that's what I think every. I mean, the. I think we should do another podcast another time with a couple other guys on the whole Michael Jordan and LeBron debate. Oh yeah, that'd be. Um, fun. I'm I'm at the standpoint where. I don't feel like that's a fair debate. Like we shouldn't even be doing it. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's but just you so cannot hard. deny. Yeah, you cannot deny this guy right now. You can't oh, deny that he is the most dominant player on the floor by far um, it's not even there's not even yeah that's close no there, there's really not um you know and one thing that was really interesting too that i don't think will get talked about enough because the warriors are just um you know glorified so much is i think kevin durant probably had one of the worst games as a warrior he's had a really rough uh playoffs these last especially this last round yeah um i mean Excluding those One two games. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, people will, will hear that and be like, okay, you know, he is plus 17, 26 points, nine rebounds. Like, that's that's all. He, three blocks. Um, you know, him and Draymond Green each had three blocks. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, okay, how is that a bad game? But the errors that Durant makes in as far as, like, defensive rebounding and just the defensive techniques that he uses – I find are are so frustrating yeah. uh, to watch as like a fan of the game, and you know Durant on this Warriors Warriors team is the most comparable player to LeBron, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, as far as like going toe to toe against one another, it was you know Durant and LeBron. You, you, we've seen that the last uh, last year in the finals, especially. Um, but I I think Durant really struggled in this game, yeah. and you know we'll talk about this a bit later. But he is so lucky that that J.R. Smith offensive rebound off the free throw oh, in the game. Goodness. Because it very well could have. We'll get to that a bit later. Yeah. But 
let's get back to Cleveland. So, yes, they're they're surprising everyone that they're in the finals. Me personally, I'm just annoyed that you know every all these big analysts and and you know these you know mainstream guys that that we listen to and, and we hear about and see see in social media or whatever they were right. You know, everyone was like, I don't see how it's going to be a Cavs Warriors, and you know, sure at the beginning of the season that was fair. But, you know, Curry missing so many games and just all of Cleveland's narratives and, and dramas this season. Yeah. It is insane that these two teams are in the finals. It's crazy. Yeah. And how do you think – I mean, you know, you saw Cleveland's path to get here. Two game seven series and one sweep. How much do you think that was like, you know, LeBron just being LeBron – um, because obviously the, the supporting cast isn't going to get enough credit. I think the supporting cast had a great game uh, last night. But how yeah. much do you think, though, like th- as far as the path that they brought here, how that brought them here? Sorry, how much do you think the supporting cast needs to get credit for? Uh, I think like a a medium amount. I think okay. uh, you know Kyle Korver had a couple games where yeah. he just hit every shot he took, which you know he'll do. Right. Uh, Jeff Green had a great um, game against Boston. He had a couple of really good games. Um, yeah. You know, it's as much as it is basically all LeBron uh, without the other people working around him. Uh, without Larry Nance last night, it wouldn't have even been close. Larry Nance had a great game last night. Yeah, well, I was going to say there's only three – the reason why I bring up the supporting cast is because there's only three Cavs last night that had positive plus minuses. And yeah. one, one of them was Lan, uh, Lance, <laughs> Lance, uh, Jordan Clark, Clarkson and Kyle Korver. Ugh, I'm struggling on my words. Uh, you know, compared to the Warriors who had, uh, you know, multiple players with a, with a positive plus minus. And so those guys have had a lot of heat in the, in the past series, especially Nance, uh, Nance in game seven was awful against the Celtics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we, we didn't attack him more in that series. Anyway, that's a, that's over. Um, Clarkson was, you know, he had, he had a nice steal uh, this game and, you know, he's been pretty bad <laughs> as far as, yeah. um, you know, his production. So he, he had a decent game too. I, I mean, like two for nine from the field isn't great, but those, those four points were much needed and, you know, he, he held his weight defensively, which I think is the biggest thing. And, you know, Kyle Korver only had that one hesitation three. But, you know, he – I'm surprised Golden State didn't attack him as much either. Um, yeah. Or try and get him in, in foul trouble. But, yeah, they, they did – speaking of foul trouble, they did really get George Hill in foul trouble with five. Yeah. Which which I thought was, was really good. Um, he, you know – had a pretty rough game. Uh, I don't know. What do, What are your thoughts on this whole George Hill thing? Because he's in the Celtics series, he really stepped up, and I was like, okay, this this guy's playing like he's still on the Pacers. Like he's doing really good. Yeah. But he's been really up and down. I don't know if that's age or what that is, but well, as much as I think, like you know, the people around LeBron need a little bit of credit. Like he he's only decent. Because he's on a team with LeBron, you know, like when sure, some, yeah. when LeBron is able to demand so much of a defense, um, George Hill he he did have a couple of really good games against Boston, uh, and just in the playoffs in general. But I, he's 
he's not an elite point guard. Right. You, well, that's the interesting thing about Cleveland is you look at the, their entire roster, you know, all the way down to Coach Perkins. All of these <laughs> guys, ex- except minus Kevin Love, all of them are role players. Yeah. They've been role players their entire career. There's no, like, you know, there's no um, other, like, it's just pretty much Kevin Love and LeBron. Yeah. But, you know, you know when I look at, like, the Warriors roster in turn, you see, like, Curry, Durant, you know, Thompson. Oh, yeah, the whole starting lineup is basically all-stars. Yeah, I, I mean, except, except for their center. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't classify, you know, Draymond Green as a role player. To me, you know, we, we did a pod about this, like role players. To me, role players are like the Josh Smith, Jamal Crawford, uh, you know, Kyle Korver. Yeah. Those type of guys. Um, you know, a role player is really someone who comes in, provides you one or two really good qualities on either end of the floor and, you know, subs off. Whereas, you know, the, the Warriors, they don't really have, you know, that many role players. No. The role players, I think, for them are – you know, David West and, and obviously Iguodala is a role player yes. at this point in his career. Who's I'm, obviously out. Pat McCaw had some really good minutes last night. Yes. Pat McCaw did too. He was perfect from, uh, was it a free? Yeah. He had two free throws. I mean, I don't, I forget when those were it. He had a nice steal too. Yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't consider Sean Livingston and, and Nick Young, like role players. They're the, the second, the secondary unit. You know, oh, if Sean Livingston and Nick Young were on the Cavs, they would be starting. Yeah, you, that's, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. Um, but, you know, they, they go in and play, like, good bench, bench minutes. I mean, Nick Young is obviously questionable. But Sean Livingston, <laughs> yeah. 10 points last night, 4 for 5 from the field. Yeah. You know, like, he's, those, he's are, so those, those are good minutes. Yeah. You know, you don't uh, – Sean Livingston had 18 minutes – and then you look at the other guys on, on the Cavs, like his counterpart would have been, uh, you know, Clarkson, who had 17 and only four points, right? It, yeah. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? It, it's, weird to, it's weird to kind of categorize guy, guys by, like, role players or bench players, but I feel like that's really what we're seeing in this series. And, and Golden State having, you know, so many options that they can go to on the bench is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What do you what do you think of like Curry and like the Splash Brothers performance this game? You know, Curry and Thompson. Curry with twenty nine, Thompson with twenty four. It was a you know, it was an all round effort from from the Warriors, I'd say, as far as the scoring scoring goes. And, you know, LeBron on the other end with fifty one points. Yeah. Uh definitely carrying, you know, the majority of, 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 of Cleveland's offensive load. Yeah. It's weird to me to like look at the box score and see Kevin Durant had 26. Klay Thompson only had 24. Because Klay Thompson, I just feel like, looks so much better on the offensive end. He just, like, mm-hmm. every shot he takes, you are, like, you feel like it's going in. Every yeah. three he takes, it's like, okay, that's probably going to go in. And ended up shooting yep. 50% from three. Like, yeah. just absolutely insane. Um, whereas Kevin Durant yeah. And 50% 14. from the field, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just insane. Um, Clay Thompson's just so fun to watch this series, just watching him, whether he's running off screens or, you know, catching and making a little move. Like, he's just been so consistent the whole playoffs. I think they said last night he's the only 
warrior to play every playoff game like for the past four years. Yeah. So that that's just like the man's consistent. The man yeah, he just is. goes out there, hits his threes, and plays good defense. Yeah. Clay Thompson's so interesting. I've I've never been the biggest Clay fan. I don't know why. You know, he's just one of those guys for me. Yeah. Everyone everyone has those guys where you, you can't really, you know, tolerate too much. I just <laughs> we'll talk about this a bit later too, but when when Tristan Thompson got ejected and you know they started going at it, you just look at Clay, he's like laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me that you know, he has the ability to, to do that. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. why that's, like, funny to me. I don't know why he <laughs> thinks that's funny. You know, when, when Draymond Green is saying something, I don't know what the what, what words were said at that moment. Yeah. But but Clay just, yeah, he seems to be just happy to be on this ride and, you know, happy to, to be kind of in the shadow of Durant and Curry. Some people will argue that, sure. But, yeah, he, he is produces so well. And, yeah you know, 50% on, on all your shots and perfect from the free throw line. That's like You can't ask for more from a guy. Yeah, yeah, you can't ask for more than that. Especially when you're taking 16 shots so, too. Like that's not – like that's hard yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, What did you think was like a key – because a lot of people thought that, you know, Golden State would kind of blow – you know, come out of the gates, run in, and, and have a blowout. But yeah. Cleveland started the game really yeah, well. Yeah, 30-point first know. quarter, absolutely crazy. Yeah, what do you think the biggest thing was, aside from LeBron? Like, do you think there was a – aside from LeBron, yeah, but do you think there was a hole in, like, the Golden State Warriors defense that allowed, you know, Cleveland to close the gap so much? Or what, what do you think caused that? Or do you think just Cleveland came to play? I think it was a combination of a couple things. Uh, one was the – offensive rebounding uh the Warriors were just like it seemed like they were pretty lazy on their getting their defensive rebounds and Cleveland was able to get multiple second chances um yeah they had 18 on the game which is really good compared to Golden State's four and you look at it Um, and you're seeing um like Clay Thompson trying to box out Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love or uh Larry Nance um and so it's it's hard when they they do a lot of those switches on the pick and roll with LeBron, and uh, you're stuck with a guard trying to box out. Some like Tristan Thompson, so energetic on rebounding. Kevin Love, like throughout his whole yeah. career, has been a great rebounder. Nance has really stepped up. Um, yeah, I think rebounding is probably the biggest stat that that pops out yeah. to me. You know, f- fifty two rebounds uh defensive rebounds for for the for the Cavs compared to 38 for the Warriors yeah I mean that's a pretty significant and I mentioned you know Durant's lack of of defensive boards I mean I don't know how he I know he did in the presser after the game he he admitted you know he he um he made a mistake there on the free throw (laughs) big time but he just I don't know I, I don't like the way he – because he's so long, he'll get his boards. Like, he had nine rebounds this game, almost a double-double. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's not looking for the rebounds the way Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love yeah. would, right? And, you know, Durant's like seven feet tall. He – He should just be able to, know, stand to dominate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know he's not the strongest guy, 
as far as like boxing out, especially against some of these bigger bodies. Yeah. Um, but I, I think my, my, my beef with Durant is, you know, he, he is a good defender. You can't argue that he had three blocks tonight and a steal. Yeah. His defense on the run was but, pretty good the whole game. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think the lack of energy on, on, on rebounding the ball is kind of due to like, you know what? I don't want to get the rebound cause I don't want to bring the ball up because then it's less likely, you know, I, I don't get the ball, you know, kind of in the mid range or in the post or, you know, they're not going to run a play for me because I'm bringing the ball yeah. up. Um, cause you know, Golden State likes to run their plays relatively quickly if they are doing a set, um, if they're not just like roaming in, in motion, but does that, do you think that's a valid like statement? Yeah. And I think even when he does get the ball in transition, um, he's taken bad shots. A lot of the threes he's, yeah, a lot of threes he's taken are very, very contested and just I, every, pretty much every time he shoots a three, I'm, I'm wondering why. And yeah, I mean, the, shoot or shoot, I guess one for seven. Though. Yeah. Not a, I don't know. It, it just seems weird to me that some of the shots he's taking, I understand like he probably has a green light because he is Kevin Durant, but um, I think yeah. he needs to look around a little more. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's fast forward to the last kind of the end of the end of regulation and, and into the overtime. Uh, more specifically, the end of regulation. So, you know, G- George Hill, great cut to the basket. He kind of did something LeBron does. You know, with that, as soon as, um, you know, I think Draymond was guarding him at the time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and you know, Clay had to kind of bail him out and and commit a hard foul, which ended up being good because uh, George Hill split his free throws. Um, He only had two free throws in the game, which is weird because George Hill's been a good free throw shooter from what I can – I mean, I I haven't checked the stats, but from what I remember of George Hill, he's a decent free throw shooter, like especially like in the playoffs. I remember, you know, especially last year when he was with – what's their – the Jazz Mm – he was hitting his free throws. Um, so yeah, made the first, missed the second, and then this is you know obviously everyone knows J.R. Smith gets this <laughs> offensive rebound over Durant, and I kind of want to break this play down a bit because as you know George Hill was taking the second, George uh J.R. Smith was communicating with Tyron Lue or coaching staff or to the bench or whatever, um you know and you could see as the shot went up he was kind of not focused on the rebound and which makes Durant even look worse yeah. because J.R. Smith wasn't even ready. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he kind of grabbed the rebound. He did a very aggressive grab, but then proceeds to go forward, like opposite side that he was on, like opposite side of the paint and dribble it out. And then you see LeBron kind of the orchestrator pointing inside. Like he was so shocked i think that like jared smith was doing this he dribbles it out and and you know george hill cycles back out and misses the shot ultimately that smith passed but lebron was like what are you doing like go up or like get a foul or something like that um i mean what 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 is your kind of take on this yeah um i forget who it was in their press conference was saying he might have been looking for lebron after he got the rebound um, which I mean makes sense if you want you want to get to your best player, but also J.R. Smith is somebody who 
will take that shot. He's not afraid to take a shot like that. So, yeah, I mean, he's in the paint. So, I like around some taller trees and, and bigger yeah, players. He, he moves I mean, so far out, see outside there. of the three point line after he gets the rebound, even if he just turns around right at the three. Um, that's yeah, a shot. A tra- that's tra- a shot he this, takes. My big. If he knows, yeah, if he knows that it's tied. I feel like he doesn't know that it's tied. <laughs> no, and more. I think more importantly, my biggest beef. I, I don't know if I said my biggest beef already, but if I did, I revoked <laughs> that. And I think this is the biggest beef: is Cleveland had a timeout. Yeah, I think they had yeah, a timeout. I don't know. Like, yeah, it. It was, I think it was just such a bad miscommunication. Definitely. And I think when he got it, there was like four seconds or something like that. They had a timeout, and I have no idea why that timeout wasn't called. I mean, yeah, if you're you know, if you're Ty Lue you, 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 or LeBron, and you see J.R. Smith running out, like, do you not immediately call the timeout? Well, I think it. I think it happened so fast in the sense, like, it's also so confusing my, my, to see that. Well, yeah, because they were obviously like Ty, Ty Lue and J.R. Smith or whoever was communicating on the bench, and if you're Cleveland. You're not expecting to get an offensive board off a free throw with you know under five seconds remaining in a game one of the finals. Yeah. You're expecting Golden State to get the board. So I also think they were expecting know, him lack. to make the free throw. <laughs> he sure, he yeah, that sure. Free throw he make so the free much. throw, and then I'm not sure. I think did Golden State have a timeout at this time? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I know Cleveland did. Um, I think I think so, Golden State you know, did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so Golden State makes a shot, they call, they call, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did have a timeout. So they call a timeout, they get to advance the ball up. And, you know, that's, that's always trouble with, you know, great clutch shooters that they do have, but say George Hill did miss that. And then Golden State um, did get the, the defensive board. Then, you know, I guess you foul and, and put them on the line and then you in turn, get the, get the ball back call your timeout, advance the ball, and hope LeBron can, you know, hit a hit a yeah. three or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, and it sucks. Like, I'm not criticizing Cleveland for not calling a timeout because, like we said, you know, who's yeah, expecting exactly. George Hill to miss the free throw? And then who's expecting J.R. Smith? Uh, Smith out of all <laughs> people on the Cavs roster to get an offensive rebound over – uh, as soon as I saw that, so, too, I'm like, I know the memes are coming hard for JR. Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> the internet totally. was going to tear him apart, and they have. I know. Poor guy. I mean, I think he was just as shocked as, as everyone else was when he got the board. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. He's He's been criticized a lot for his lack of, um, lack of, you know, knowing what's on the clock, knowing the score. Yeah. I think back to when he's on the Knicks. I think they were in Milwaukee and Tyson Chandler or someone tapped back a, a shot off a free throw or something. And they were up and J.R. Smith just pulled a three and missed and Milwaukee called a timeout. Uh, you know, you've seen this guy do, do stuff like this before. Um, anyways, enough about that. What, what do you think about the overtime? Oh man. Just, just before you get to the overtime, um, I, I'm no NBA rule expert, but was that a, a charge that LeBron drew? Oh, right. Yes, we got to talk about that. Because I, I, I yeah. don't really know the rule, but from how they were explaining it in the game, uh, it seemed like it should have been a charge. 
And there were a couple other calls yeah. before that on strips and uh, like some reach-ins that were called that might not have been reach-ins. Like, I, I don't know how much the officiating had so, to do with the end of the game because obviously yeah. J.R. Smith had a chance to win the game for them. But so they called it they called it a charge originally, then they changed it to a block, yeah. right? Yeah, and so you know, Ty Lu said, you know, it's never been done in the history of the game. I don't know if that's true. Um, yeah, I think they, they just changed that's, the that's, rule. Yeah, th- that was a, that was a rule change this year. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I guess. I'm, you know, I'm almost positive somewhere in the regular season, like a Memphis or Sacramento game, I'm sure <laughs> call has been, you know, turned over like that for a, for a charge. Yeah. But I'm just going to, I'm going to pull up the clip. I, I want to see it again. I heard, I've heard that the kind of like top of the basket um, angle is the best to kind of see. Because what they were saying was like, so about being in legal guarding position. And it seemed like, um, LeBron was in position to take the charge. Yeah. <clears throat> See, and okay, so this is this is a big criticism I have of the league too. Is so you know Jeff Green's guarding Durant, and he's you know doing he did I think Jeff Green actually did a very decent job on Durant. Yeah. Um. And so what I don't like is is LeBron just kind of sliding over, you know. You see, when you see a lot of good charge takers in the league, they'll throw their hands up. Like I'm thinking Aaron Baines, Marcus Smart. Sorry, I'm being biased, but on the Celtics, we love to take charges. Yeah. Uh, who's another guy? Shane Battier. Whenever he tried to take a charge, Nick Collison used to be really good at you. that. Sorry, who's that? Nick Collison from the Thunder. Nick. Oh yeah, Nick Collison. Oh yeah, yeah. Long live Nick Collison. <laughs> um. So I don't love the fact that he's kind of sliding over, and he kind of puts his shoulder weight into Durant. Yeah. Which I don't love either. You know, I'm I'm kind of I got the thing on replay right now. So he slides over, drops the shoulder a bit, and his feet are still moving. I think, I think they did make the right call of, of overturning it. And, you know, Durant, you know, good job of kind of going into the contact and not shying away yeah. from it. He, you know, he, you know, I, I'm sure Warriors fans were kind of like, okay, you could have passed to Draymond there but you know what i think it was the right call are you you think it was a charge though i think uh from how they were explaining it, at least it seemed like it should have been a charge but i i it's it's very close either way so i think hmm. i think either way one side is going to be mad but i think i think they did yeah. make the right call yeah and the biggest thing obviously like everyone says this but it, it's it's true you can't the game's over they're not going to change the score. Yeah. You know, you got to move on and, and you know, take take the L if you're Cleveland and, and, you know, come back and and just play like it's your first game again. Because I, you know, credit to the Cavaliers. They did really well. Yeah. And, you know, no one expected them to do as, as well as they did. Um, as far as, okay, are we get to transition to overtime? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think, I think the overtime, it was over, like, within the first few minutes. Yeah. Uh, George Hill committed a pretty silly foul, I think, and – well, I mean, that was one of those arguable fouls. He had five fouls. So that it, that foul kind of, you know, is called. And in the re- replay, it looks like, oh, you know what? It looks like he got all ball. But 
they called it nonetheless again. You know, Cleveland fans must be hating these referees. Oh, yeah. So once George Hill got that fifth foul and, you know, I think things just went, went downhill pretty quick and that was it. They, they really, I think, ran out of steam or were just confused from regulation <laughs> and just went into overtime. Yeah. Kind of lackadaisical. But would, would you agree with that? Or yeah. what do you think about overtime? Overtime, I think the biggest thing that happened in overtime was Tristan Thompson kind of throwing a punch at Draymond. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tweeted out. I think, Did you see that tweet? Yeah, I said Tristan Thompson's like disgusted face and <laughs> yeah. kind of motioning Draymond to come to the locker room was the most Brampton thing yeah. I've seen in a long time. Um, and just a good Canadian boy yeah. getting his getting his hands yeah you know i don't know what does i don't even know what how that developed is i think it's just dream on just running his oh, mouth yeah. which is what he does and you know why warriors fans love him uh well one of the many reasons yeah. but yeah i think credits credit to the cavaliers man they they fought really hard and i mean this series definitely looks a lot more interesting after this game one um i think this is also was lebron's first 50 point game of his po- of the postseason, yeah, which is which is crazy. Um, and the last the last uh, player to score fifty points in a playoff game. Do you know who that is? Uh, I'd say like it. It was last year. Oh, really? Was it LeBron? Yeah. No, man. It was the Book of Isaiah. Oh, yes, please. Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Uh, but then first player to record a fifty point game in the finals. Uh, was Michael Jordan in ni- 1993 wow. uh, against against the Suns in, in that uh, final series. So, yeah, I think credit to LeBron, credit to the Cavaliers. This series is a lot more interesting. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you think game two is going to look like? Do you think it'll be a similar battle or, or what do you I think? I think um, it really depends on how uh, the supporting cast around LeBron takes this game because they can either take it as – Man, we got super unlucky. You know, the calls didn't go our way and hope better for the next game. Or they can take it as we can beat this team. You know, like we were right there. Um, So if they see that and are able to build off of their performance last night and just, you know, take everything they learned and apply it, I think this could be a very entertaining series. But also I think... Uh, the Cavs not winning the first game. Uh, I think it doesn't look good for them long-term because now you have to beat the Warriors at home twice. Right. Yeah. So I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think the most pro- popular prediction was Warriors in five. Um, because, you know, you saw this with the Spurs series too. The Warriors took control, and then I don't know if it's to create more revenue as for the organization and having, like, the celebration at home. I feel like that's a very Golden State oh, thing to for do. Sure. To, you know? But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think they were probably trying to do that when they were up 3-1 against the Cavs and, and lost yeah. a couple years ago. Uh, LeBron so, has to have, like, a 60-point game, I think, in order to win. I know, but I also, like, I hate... I hate saying that because, you know, as much as LeBron scoring 50, like, really changed this game, Kevin Love's double-double, who was questionable whether or not he was playing, was was huge. Yeah. 
and you know uh jeff green playing decent too was huge george hill you know minus the foul trouble and the free throws playing well was huge too and you know i don't think they'll uh you know they'd be in the position they are they were last night without without those guys i'd like to see more of corver i mean you know he's kind of a golden state guy with you know his style he's like a you know, uh, kind of a clay version yeah. of the, you know, off the ball three. That's pretty much all he, all he does for for this Cavs team. Yeah. I'd like to see, I, I mean, I don't know if Lou's concern is they'll switch on to Corver and Corver's, you know, not the best defender. But he, even just going, even against, going to him more offensively. Against Boston, he had some really good defensive possessions. He's just a really, he's a yeah, hard totally. worker. And I think that, that'll be. Yeah, you know, in Boston, it's a different, you know, yes, you're going definitely. up against Tatum or Rozier yeah. or Brown, you know, now you got Thompson, Curry and Durant. Sure. So it's, it is a bit different, definitely. but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Korver, I think should be taking more than three threes. Like, definitely. I think he should be having, I think his three numbers with Jeff Green should have switched. You know, Jeff Green had 20 more, uh, 20 more minutes. Yeah. than than uh, Corver. So I'd like to see, I mean, I guess it's Cleveland's lack of big bodies, but maybe give Zizic some minutes against like Kevon Looney or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just because Jeff Green's playing 36, which is, I think a bit steep for me. I'd rather see Corver play like over 20 minutes and Jeff Green play under 30. than Jeff Green over 30 and Kyle Corver under 20. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Game two's on Sunday, is it? Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, and uh, yeah, thanks to whoever is listening to this. I don't know if we even we even have fans anymore, Riley. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, and we'll hopefully get some of the guys yeah, back. Yeah, for sure, get uh, some of the bakers back. Sometimes a little crazy. Yeah, get get the bakers back. And uh, I'm sure Ty Jones and we got to get Joe Mep- Meps back on. Oh, Joe Mep had one of the best tweets I've ever seen last night about uh, yeah. Jordan if, Clarkson. If you're not following Joe Mep on Twitter, you got to go that. <laughs> if Look listening. for his Jordan Clarkson so. tweet and just enjoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Wait, I got to bring that up. He said something about I gotta find it. him playing like he's in an open gym and hasn't had the ball for the last like 10 possessions. <laughs> yeah, for eight possessions or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Moral of the story, go follow Joe Map on Twitter. 100%. But yeah. All Anyways. right, Riley. We'll talk yeah, to you later, good man. Good to talk to you. See you later. All right. See ya.